Hey there, welcome to The Creep End. I'm your host, Brittany, and this is my co-host and sister, Kaylin. Hello. And it's episode 57? Yes! I think. Yes! <laughs> Since I keep saying, we're not taking any more breaks, and we take more breaks. But it's okay. Yes, it's... This is the kind of year it's gonna be. Better it's... better luck better luck next year, I guess. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Sorry. It's alright. They're somehow still listening. I see the numbers. <laughs> I mean, that's awesome. And thank you. So we'll take it. Thanks for, uh... Just, yeah. One of those years. Thanks. Thank, again, we're gonna thank you every time, so thanks for sticking with us. Um... I feel like this break was a lot shorter than the last break, though. Yeah, I think this was only, like, two and a half or three weeks. Yeah. And that's because I was, like, on vacation, basically, for... I was gone for, like, two weeks, almost. No, I was gone right along with you, though. Yeah, so... A tease, what a tease. It was, like, me, then you, then both of us, so... Yeah. So yeah, but here we are. We are back. Kaylin had a birthday. No, I didn't. We don't acknowledge my birthday anymore. Shut up. So yeah, I was in Oregon and Washington for a solid five days, which was super fun and lots of cool, creepy shit I did not get to do because it was a nice family trip. And so, um, got a lot of places that I want to do on the podcast though and then hopefully maybe we Mm -hmm. can plan a good trip Mm -hmm. next year and try to go yep we unfortunately had to miss out on a lot of opportunities too when we went on our vacation last weekend yeah we went to catalina island and and long beach Beach and had to miss out on the queen mary stared at the queen mary out the window longingly could have done a haunted ghost tour on catalina we had some planned shift, unfortunately. Uh, it was out of any of our control, so um, all the things we wanted to do and could have done, we could have planned a lot sooner had these plans shifted sooner, but it is what it is, so. Um, I would probably never go to Catalina again unless just to do the haunted tour and I better see a And to go ghost. see a wild fucking buffalo, but that's about it. Yeah, maybe the buffalo. But just the history other tour. Than that, that beach was terrible. Yeah, don't go to the beach. Like I know ten that out of ten do not recommend. It's an island and it's not their the terrain is not their fault, but like don't call it a beach club and then have like the shittiest section of beach possible. Yeah. <laughs> like, the what? beach was better, like closer to the fucking. It was like like docks. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know that I'd do that again. I'd like to go to Long Beach again and actually go to the beach in Long Beach and, and go the to Queen the... Mary. I keep wanting to say the Saint Mary. No, <laughs> the Queen it's Mary. Fucking college. <laughs> so. So yeah, we had fun. Had a good time. Wish we could have done more creepy shit, but, you know, we'll just have to get better at planning some creepy shit. Yeah. And adventuring. Yeah. I would like to say once the year calms down, but we're about to just swoop right into holiday time, so I highly doubt it. Maybe we can try to plan, like, a good Halloween weekend. Maybe we'll do the Alcatraz thing or something. Yeah. Like, in October or late September or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We can touch I have face. a week off in April. April? 
April. <laughs> Since we're planning ahead. Get out of here. Oh, and I hella want to do the Stranger Things experience. And it's mm-hmm. uh, they pushed it out till September 25th. So we have some time to do that, too. Oh, yay. So. You should do it September 10th. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> the fuck out of here. Doing too much. Just kidding. Um... Yeah. Just being a dick. Do you have any sh- t- t- spooky you updates? You know, I went and got my eyes checked the other day. That's good. Just because I be seeing some shit. No, my eyes are still the same shittiness. They're the ones that my right eye is actually getting a lot worse. But that's besides the point. But... No, I I swear things are moving in my house now. Like, from where I set them down. And, like, I know I got two kids and shit, but they don't touch my stuff regularly. Like, if it's not electronics, they don't touch it. Like, if it's not, like, they'll just leave their fucking underwear and shoes in the middle of the floor and not touch it, you know, type deal. So, if it's not, like their Nintendo or whatever the hell it is, like, they're not gonna touch it, but there's sometimes where I'll set something down. I go back, and it's not there. And I swear I put it right there. But then it's, like, the same thing. I'll be in the living room, and you know how, like, my hallway is just kind of, like, all right there? Because, you know, my tiny little apartment. (laughs) Fucking just look up, and it's like, shoop. It's like, mm, Okay. Just like a little swoop, though. Nothing that like peaks around corners. It just swoops. I have just been seeing the same little shadowy shits. But last night, and I was like up because Justin's been starting work at 4 a.m. So he's out of the house by 3. Mm-hmm. So then I'm up because yeah. I don't sleep. And I'm already up around that time anyway. But I'm a light-ass sleeper. So any little thing kind of wakes me up. But last night, I'm like, or this morning, I guess, I don't know, whatever you want to call it, Mm -hmm. and I started to nod off, and I'd been on, of course, fucking TikTok doom scrolling, and a lot of creepy shit was popping up, because naturally it's 3am, so then I finally, like, put the phone down, and I'm falling asleep, and I just heard, I had the TV on. Yeah. But I... (laughs) So I would fall back to sleep. I don't turn anything on that I need Mm. to pay attention to or I haven't watched yet. Yeah. So I had Lord of the Rings on, all right, naturally. Because I'll just knock right out. Oh, yeah. But I know that I know the words. Like, I could recite that whole film. I do that with, like, Hunger Games and shit. So I swear to God I heard some, like, man talking and I, at this point, like, I can't tell you what was, like, what was said, but I just <laughs> knew for the part of the movie it was at, it wasn't lining up. It wasn't from the nope. TV. Mm-mm. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, I just, like, shot up hella quick. Like, it sounded like it was outside my window in my room. So that was cool. So I, like, muted the TV to make sure, because, like, uh... Nope. Someone in the vicinity has been a little bonkers lately, so I was like, what if they just hopped over the oh. fence and is doing some... I just was, like, listening, and I didn't hear anything after that, but... Mm. 
Just like, you know, even though it was nodding off, but it was like, I could still just process the movie. It just was not anything from the movie. So that was fucking weird. That really weirded me out. That's probably like the creepiest shit that's happened. Okay, so I live on a tri-level, right? And I live in the basement level. That's what I like to call it. And I live in the corner one with my window. My window is the one that peeps out into the corner of the abyss. And I was going to bed one night and something was at my window. Gross. I I didn't look up. I did not look down. I literally cowered into my bed. You sure went like a hobo? It was just breathing Ew. and rustling in the rocks. It could have been a homeless person. It could have, but I didn't question. A, there's like a few hanging out there. But like, I, it's been hot, so I've been sleeping with my window open yeah. at night because that's the only time it's been cool. Ugh. And I literally like froze. I did not know how to call for anybody. Like, I don't know. It was just weird. Yeah. And it just, like, reminded me of, like, the fucking dreams that I had about people standing out my window. And I just was not trying to relive any of it. (laughs) (laughs) No, thanks. Do you have anything else spooky to talk about? Hmm, I don't think so. I don't think so either. I feel like this whole month has just been a blur. Yeah, August started literally like five days ago, and now it's over. Mm-hmm. But then summer started like three days ago, and now it's over. Yeah. Alright, well As I'm then. hella obnoxiously drinking my coffee in the fucking... It's alright. I'm sorry. It's weirder babe. shit is in the background, so... I'm sorry. That's us. Background noise. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> they don't listen for us for us. They listen to us for the background noise. That's my child chucking shit near the room, which will pick up like it's right next to us. That's okay. Uh, but yeah. Alright. So. Uh, now that I feel like the hype around Stranger Things has sort of died down. Oh, I finally finished it. Ah! <laughs> now that it's all died down. Fucking finally. And let me tell you how disappointed I was when I found out how motherfucking Eddie fucking could have fucking survived ten uh, motherfucking uh, times. If you haven't watched yet, um, uh, oh, I don't care. The hype has died down. <laughs> I, well, that doesn't mean everyone's. Watched. Okay, spoiler, what, spoiler alert. alert. What the fuck ever. I was gonna say trigger warning, but that wasn't the right. Anyways. Okay, he could have fucking lived ten fucking times over. Yeah, that wasn't the story arc. Apparently. It's the worst story arc ever. He became a hero. I do have a feeling, though, like everybody else's conspiracy theory or whatever, that it is going to to breaking dawn us and... (laughs) And Nancy, this is Nancy seeing it in her head. It, this is going to be Nancy seeing it. I don't know it. about that, but I Or feel... it's going to be Vecna doing some weird ass shit, and this is not really what's going on. I don't know. I have because feeling... if this is how he's going to die, this is how he... The, well, it's not. either this is it, he's not coming back next season, but they really pushed him and Jamie Campbell 
Bauer to do a lot of press tour after after the season. So yeah. I don't know why they'd waste time pushing him out on press tour when he's not part of it. But because he's a fan favorite, they could have. Yeah. That was the idea. Like, rake in on him being super popular. But I kind of have a feeling they're going to bring him back in some form. Oh, yeah. Whether it be flashbacks, whether it be something. Just his voice or something. I don't know, so we'll see. But they've also, you know, I feel like they try not, they don't try to do a lot of fan service, I have found. So, we'll see. I don't know. Yeah. And who knows? Eddie just might be dead. Yep. I'm not gonna get my hopes up. They're not even gonna bring Eddie back. That's what they've said. But, why are they gonna tell people the story or when they, they just started writing at the beginning of the month so so who knows they might bring him back because of popularity they might not they're not going to yeah she see a look on her face she's like legitimately pissed off oh i'm pissed i hated the way this fucking shit ended because it was so <laughs> illogical and it was so fucking <laughs> dumb and it was just fucking ridiculous and well it's the same it's kind of the same thing over and over it's like you know 11's always like they always push 11 to be like the one and only savior but i think okay but mike's fucking i love you like get the fuck out of here with that bullshit like i don't think you looked ugly when you did all of that go away what the fuck (laughs) you're lying so messy not even real like I'm sorry it would have been better if Will talked her through all of it not like confessing his love for her but just like been there like a fucking best friend supporting her well there's a theory that Mike just said it cause he knew that's what she'd want to hear I'm sure that's true but I don't fucking care cause I w- fuck Mike I saw. I'm so done with him I feel like they've just like they flopped his character hardcore this season. And I feel like it's flopped since they paired him and Elle together. Mm-hmm. And it's like the relationship that like we all thought we wanted but we actually don't kind no. of a thing. No, we don't. Go away. So, I don't know. I think that I think they'll rectify that cuz I I do feel like they set it up for and poor fucking Max. Why the fucking why the fuck they got to do Max dirty again? A fucking again. Because she was trying to be the hero, too. Like, do somebody else dirty. Not Max. She already well, went through think, this okay, bullshit. Okay, but think about it. She went through this bullshit. Yes. Well, she Why said she it her- go through it again? Because she said it herself. Why would they wait to find out who his next victim's going to be? They didn't have the time. And then... And she already knew she was a potential so victim. Stupid. So stupid. I don't think so. I think that's going to be, like, the... That's the gateway into the next season. But you think about it. They're writing this story from the perspective of a bunch of teenagers and, like, 20-year-olds. These are people that don't have the frontal lobes of their brains fully formed. They're going to make really rash decisions. I know. You got a bunch of 16-year-olds trying to save the world. Or 14, 15, 16-year-olds trying to save the world. Like, they're not going to make smart decisions a grown-ass person in the face of some crazy okay but i'm sorry but even hopper or whatever and fucking 
what's her name? Fucking Winona Ryder can't even get their shit together enough to fucking save the world. So I feel and like they got full frontal lobes. Their whole storyline was just filler for the season. Honestly, they could have had that storyline done in like two episodes, but they could have had that storyline done in fucking like I half an their, episode. I like the reunion though. I thought that was sweet. Yeah. All right. Well, this turned into Kaylin bitching about Stranger Things podcast. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> now that you've listened, thank you. We're not even waiting for nerd talk at the end. This is me off. So anyways, on the note of Stranger Things, I chose to do the Montauk Project. Aww. I don't even know what that is. So the Montauk Project in relation to Stranger Things would be the... Uh, the... Burnt. The fuck? My brain just died. <laughs> uh, it would be the um, the testing on the kids and their psychic abilities, and the lab that. Uh, what the fuck is that? Papa, Papa? <laughs> you are like Papa. Uh, so like Papa's lab, like trying to get all these mm-hmm. little kids to like use their psychic abilities. So that was based off the Montauk project which is the conspiracy theory that says that the US government had projects conducted at Camp Hero or Montauk Air Force Station in Montauk, New York for the purpose of developing psychological warfare techniques and research including time travel uh, black holes, wormholes rips in time um, etc etc that's terrible. So it's basically what Elle yeah. and all the other kids are going through uh, with with Papa. So the Montauk Project conspiracy theory pretty much began in 1992 with a self-published book by Preston B. Nichols called The Montauk Project Experiments in Time. There were already rumors that the military had been conducting experiments in psychological warfare um, on the eastern side of Long Island as far back to the as the mid '80s. Um, so Nichols' book kind of just like bridged the gap in the rumors. So he says in his book that he um, recovered memories of his time as a researcher. For the project and uh he describes the interior of the facilities the procedures the technology that was there and the um basically numerous paranormal incidents that he witnessed as they did their research after he published his book um other people started coming forward saying that they had also been a part of the project and uh, either as researchers and or um, test subjects. So Nichols basically says that they conducted experiments in mind control, telepathy, uh, opening space-time portals to other dimensions, um, time travel, contact with alien life, and uh, they also abducted a ton of runaway children to conduct this research on. And basically, all of it under the authority of the U.S. military, which (laughs) they funded with Nazi gold recovered during World War II. 
That's just like a whirlwind of what the fuck. Absolutely. Obviously, which is why it's dubbed a conspiracy theory and not necessarily real. But, um, so basically before you get the Montauk project, you have to kind of backtrack a little bit into the Philadelphia experiment. And I'm not going to go too crazy into that one either, but the Philadelphia experiment, um, was conducted, supposedly conducted in 1943, which was, uh, the U.S. military's attempt at eluding Nazi forces by harnessing electromagnetic fields to attempt to cloak warships. So they basically were trying to make some kind of technology to, uh, make the ships invisible, not only to radar, but to also the naked eye. Mm -hmm. And the Philadelphia experiment was specifically done on a ship called the Eldridge. Uh, so the electromagnetic field thing is kind of what connects us into the Montauk project. But also, people were supposedly involved with both projects. So in 1984, there was like a really bad, terrible movie called The Philadelphia Experiment made. And then uh, this man, Al Bailek, Be- Al Bilek. He saw the movie in 1988 and he claimed that he basically the whole film for him was just a giant deja vu. So he decided to go and use some like new age therapies to like recover um, repressed memories and he was able to basically unlock a bunch of memories about the his extensive involvement in the Philadelphia experiment, but also the Montauk project and that the two basically were intertwined. So he suggested that his memory had also been wiped out using the CIA's MK ultra techniques, which MK ultra was is, or was, I don't know. I haven't actually looked hardcore into MK ultra, but it's either conspiracy, conspiracy theory, or they might have admitted to actually trying it, but they were trying to basically create sleeper agents out of, like, mm-hmm. normal people. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, one, you know, just send them a code word, and then they'd turn into, like, a CIA fighter. I don't mm. know. Not, like, but Men they could, in like, Black, where he, like, just would swoop? Uh, no. Oh, okay. But, uh, so, yeah, basically, like, a, another kind of form of, like, mind control, I suppose. So, yeah, he says that his memories had been wiped by... Um, MK Ultra techniques to maintain the secrecy of both these programs. Um, Bilek claimed that his real name was actually Edward Cameron, and that he and his brother Duncan Cameron were crew members on the Eldridge in 1943, when they were young, uh, like in their 20s. Um, so he says that he and his brother joined the Montauk Project, which had grown out of the electromagnetic electromagnetic research from the Philadelphia experiment. He says that he befriended Nichols in the 70s and that they together developed this thing called the Montauk Chair, which is a mind-reading device that was uh, basically the central item of the entire Montauk project and then helps kind of provide... I don't know what I wrote here. Hold on. This is a really weird sentence. (laughs) Um, anyways, so yeah, they developed the Montauk chair, which is basically like 
the basis of the Montauk project. So, um, basically, the chair used electromagnetism to further the psychic powers of whoever sat in it. It was used to boost the psychic energy of a test subject in order to help them perform a variety of tasks. Um, some people claim that the chair's technology came from aliens, and some people claim that the chair's technology came from like Nikolai Tesla's work, uh, but nobody can agree on where this stemmed from. It came from hamsters running yeah. on wheels. Just running on wheels. Um, so, the first version of the chair, which I guess came into use in 1974, allowed the person to transmit their thoughts to a second base in Southampton, Long Island. Um, but problems began to happen when the psychics would transmit false realities or create things called time glitches and uh, they ended up having to make a second chair that would then be used throughout the rest of the Montauk Project's existence and um, yeah so so <laughs> so Duncan Cameron um, happened to be one of the main um, test subjects with pretty hardcore psychic abilities and he was actually like the main one to use the chair a lot. Uh, he could create supposedly could create solid objects via telekinesis um, due to the increase of his energy from the chair and um so it's hamsters. <laughs> so basically, he would just have to visualize an object, like a watch, or I don't mm -hmm. know why these are the, a gun. Um, he even could, I guess, think of a building, and it would materialize somewhere else on base. Mm. Um, and he supposedly could draw a lot of power from the chair, and he would, he could actually create permanent objects. Uh, mm. So he would create it, and it would just kind of like appear, and then stay. So he could just like materialize a phone, and it would stay permanent because his abilities were so amazing. Oh man! However, if he got a weak signal from the chair, uh, the items would just be. Um, the Wi-Fi was down. <laughs> the hamsters weren't yeah. running fast enough. So if he had a weak signal from the chair, the items would be, like, they'd kind of, like, disappear um, as soon as the power source to the chair was turned off. So they weren't permanent. They just kind of, like, fizzled yeah. out of the dimension. Okay, so. Uh, anyway. So then... Nichols then described another experiment in his book that uh, was similar to what's called remote viewing, which is actually a concept that was actually researched by the CIA. Actually. Actually. So uh, during this experiment, um, Cameron would be given like a lock of hair or an object that was important to somebody 
and by focusing all of his psychic energy on that object, he could then hear and uh, everything that the person was like experiencing, no matter where they were. Um, and then he was able to like relay information um, back, like from listening into like people's thoughts, kind of. Oh. Uh, so then they turned this into like another kind of subsection of the experiment called like the seeing eye. Ew. Where basically uh, they began to experiment with using the psychic powers um, to like project an alternate reality on a target as a form of like psychological warfare. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they attempted to use this program on like people and animals to make them act in like strange ways. And it is believed that they had a little bit of success with this, but there's obviously no concrete evidence of anybody being, like, psychically controlled. Uh, so, basically, kind of like how L can go into, like, the black. Yeah. And then, what do they call that? And then she can go find somebody mm-hmm. and kind of, like, sit in, or how she was, like, sitting in with Lucas. and Yeah. So that's kind of where that kind of idea came from. Got it. Um, let's see. So then the next level of research, once they felt like they had a grip on, on the seeing eye and whatever the hell else they were doing, was by um, using a te- like having a test subject focus uh, their psychic energy like hard enough they could start opening things called like time tunnels, which apparently Duncan Cameron could open these time tunnels. And they weren't, like, so they were, like, into other dimensions Mm -hmm. in, like, and this is, like, where the time travel, so, like, the time tunnel would go into a different dimension, the time Mm -hmm. tunnel could go to a different area Mm -hmm. in the world at the same time. Yeah. It could go into another planet. Mm-hmm. Or they could time travel back to previous years or forward. Yeah. In the same timeline we're in. Um, however, the uh, first time tunnels that were opened were not structurally sound. And rather than send the researchers in without knowing if they'd make it back, that is when they allegedly began to kidnap large numbers of homeless people and children to use as test subjects. Oh my goodness. So Nichols claims in his book that they kidnapped large numbers of children, some no older than four years old, to use as subjects Mm. in these experiments. And he started, or he refers to these uh, children as the Montauk boys and basically said they were snatched off the street or some were even taken from their homes So, again, the tie with Stranger Things is how he kind of picks out children that have Mm -hmm. abilities already and swoops them from their living situations. Mm -hmm. So, according to the researchers, scientists at Montauk would spend about a week prepping these men, women, and children for their trips through time. If they managed to return... Uh, They would make full reports of what they found on the other side of said time tunnel. 
And, however, it is believed that most of the test subject never returned. Nichols says that the children were so psychologically broken down by the project that most would kind of forget about their time at Camp Hero for the rest of their lives, mm-hmm. which is convenient. And um, there was one guy who claimed to recover his memories of the Montauk project um, as a child, as he was one of the Montauk boys. His name is Stuart Swerdlow. And he told The Sun in 2017 that he was a Montauk boy, and he describes that he and other children were subjected to horrible abuse. They observed the staff, um, trigger warning, sexually abusing children, Mm. uh, mentally abusing them in order to just break them down so that they would, I guess, be completely controllable. Uh, he, Stuart Swordlow says that, um, he and some of the other Montauk boys were, I guess, successfully sent to Mars and back, and then they also were sent into the biblical times via the time tunnels. Biblical times. The biblical times. So he got to see Jesus. Got to see Jesus. Maybe he could, uh, bring Jesus set some people straight. Mom's only helping. So back to Al Balik. Uh, he says that the boys program didn't just travel through time um, like to go back in time or whatever, but he says that they took multiple trips to a research station ugh, multiple trips to a research station in 100,000 BC to collect canisters of light and dark energy and that they were the first of many groups that traveled to Marge Marge, good god (sighs) that they were the first of many groups to travel to Mars and eventually that is where the entirety of the the Montauk project shifted its attention was to um, sending (laughs) people to Mars so by harnessing the time tunnels, they were able to teleport these quote-unquote away teams to, to Mars. Duncan Cameron, of course, was able to open a portal inside one of the Mars pyramids, and it actually could fit one of their entire away teams. And they described seeing what was referred to as a quote-unquote solar defense system that had to be disabled before they could run any more tests. Um... Some people also believe that the film Total Recall is based off of these uh, Montauk Project Adventures to Mars. Oh, okay. (laughs) Um, So, uh, Nichols and Duncan Cameron, um, again, were... What the fuck am I saying? Okay. Nichols and... God damn it. Nichols and Duncan Cameron uh, basically said that they had been successful traveling through time, teleporting to other pl- and teleporting to other planets that the scientists actually were eventually able to uh, tap into a parallel universe that became known as the quote-unquote old universe, which was a chaotic dystopia that had managed to bleed into our dimension, likely through the tunnels they kept creating. And the old universe was also 
uh, has also subconsciously influenced much of our popular science fiction. So Nichols is quoted saying, it seems to me that it's a parallel universe thing. The legend based essentially that a long time ago there was a parallel universe. Probably most of mankind was in that old universe and it evolved into a totally despotic form of government that took hold and held for millenniums, which is essentially what the one world government has here. And what happened was a small rebel group that were fighting this and the fight continued. It went on and on and on, just as in Star Wars. So, to reiterate, they found the old, what do they call it? What do they call it? The old universe. Mm Mm-hmm. And because of all the tunnels, time tunnels they've created, it's bled into our universe, which subconsciously made our pop pop culture sci-fi. Mm. So the old universe, more or less, made Star Wars. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so eventually, all of the project's experiments came to an end in the early 1980s. Nichols claimed that it was when, basically, one of the last recent one of the last uh, experiments like went too far. So, again, somebody who is sitting in the Montauk chair could kind of envision something, and it could appear, uh, and sometimes it would just appear on like a transmitter screen before being manifested into the real world as solid, or it's like transparent. It'll disappear when the chair's turned off form. Mm-hmm. So basically, uh, Nichols and Cameron, along with other participants and researchers, started to rebel against the Montauk Project after somebody manifested something pretty, pretty gnarly. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is quoted saying, or uh, I'm sorry, Nichols quoted saying, We finally decided we'd had enough of the whole experiment. The, con- the contingency program was activated by someone approaching Duncan, while he was in the chair, God damn it! What am I doing? I keep scrolling the wrong way. Christ. Okay. The contingency program was activated by someone approaching Duncan while he was in the chair and simply whispering, "The time is now." At this moment, he let loose a monster from his subconscious, and the transmitter actually portrayed a hairy monster. It was big, hairy, hungry, and nasty. But it didn't appear underground in the null point. It showed up somewhere on the base. It would eat anything it could find, and it smashed everything in sight. Several people saw it, but almost everyone described a different beast. So Nichols said that not only did the creature like start destroying a lot of the base, but they ended up having to destroy a lot of the equipment in order to get the mm-hmm. creature back out of this existence and send yeah. it back to where it originally came from. Again, kind of bouncing back to Stranger Things where we have the creatures that pop in from the upside down and they Mm -hmm. gotta get them back in. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. Uh, So, the decommissioned facilities at Camp Hero are still standing. However, uh, it doesn't really seem like anything's happening inside to the random passerby. Uh, The Sage Radar Facility has become a notable landmark for, like, boats uh, sailing around the Fork of Long Island. 
So it was left standing um, after it was shut down, since it's basically being used as a, a landmark for people on the ocean. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, the last of its air traffic control operations uh, ceased in 1984. However, many theorists agree that uh, there's a underground base that's still in operation there, running a series of black ops programs. This belief stems from the fact that in 1984, when Camp Hero's deed was gifted to the state as parkland, the paperwork noted that the state owns everything on the surface of the base, but the government would still own everything that's below. Of course. So. Um, the military, for the most part, basically disputes anything like the Montauk Project, uh, says nothing ever took place in Long Island, nothing's mm-hmm. ever taken place at that base. But, uh, you know, the U.S. military denying shit doesn't really dissuade people from believing that the U.S. government's doing weird shit because there's been multiple times that um, they've denied doing any kind of research into mind control or remote viewing. Uh, just like Nichols is saying that they're doing. Yeah. Um, which, you know, until the documents on similar projects have been declassified, and then that's where we get confirmation that there was kind of research into the MK Ultra project. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have done lots of research into trying to do mind control for, like, wartime yeah. tactics and shit like that. So, so yeah, that is the abridged Montauk project. Our government's obsession with mind control and people's obsession with conspiracy theories on mind control and where Stranger Things got the bulk of its ideas. (laughs) Of course. So yeah, that's that. Fucking Stranger Things. Well, I mean, it's believable. (laughs) There's a book. I know it's a movie and George Clooney was in it. Um, but I think it's a book, but it's based off of a real government, um, mm-hmm. project into trying to get mind control, and it's called The Men That Stare at Goats. I've heard of it. Yeah. So, that one has been confirmed that that was real, and obviously the MK Ultra thing is moderately... Like I said, I haven't looked into it, so I know I said earlier that I wasn't sure if it had been confirmed obviously the end of my notes said it was and I didn't remember that was there oh but again I, I've not looked into MK Ultra on its own so I'm yeah. not gonna say definitively it's been declassified and admitted mm-hmm. to I uh, will have to look into that and maybe if I remember check back next episode <laughs> all right all right so what did you prepare for us today the shortest of the shortest of the shortest well that's good so short. It'll make up for your Stranger Things tangent. Hey. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just teasing. Shit, it's just fucking bullshit. Okay? <laughs> Straight bullshit. This is the ghost children of San Antonio. Our favorite ghost kids. Because, you, you know, we gotta keep up with our ghost children, right? But these ones are helpful. Alright. I think. <laughs> I guess we'll find out. (laughs) 
So in either the 1930s or the 1940s, it was raining one morning in San Antonio, Texas, and an engineer saw a bus stuck on the railroad tracks. Oh, Christ. He was tugging and pulling at the train whistle and horn and was unable to stop the train on time. Unfortunately, ten children and possibly the bus driver lost their lives that day. But here's where it gets weird. There's no report. Oh. Alright. There's no, like, where's my baby? There's no parents looking for lost children. There's no... There's no... Is there a date and year? Between the 1930s and the 1940s. Oh, okay. There is, you know... I mean, if it's like a a rural part... But this is true. If it was more... I don't... I mean, I've never been to Texas. I've never been to San Antonio, Texas. So I don't know... And and especially in the 30s and 40s. Like, I don't know how rural it was before it got big or, you know, whatever. So there is no actual report with San Antonio about this incident, but anyone would figure something this extreme would be reported. You know, parents looking for their children, somebody looking for the bus driver, somebody Mm. looking for the bus. Yeah. (laughs) You know, students missing school, you know, the whole, the whole thing, right? But the story goes that if you put your car on the tracks and leave it in neutral, the children will push it off the tracks for you. Oh, jeez. And out of the way. If you put powder on your car beforehand, you will see handprints of children and one adult left on your car after it has been moved. But But people have also heard children's voices and laughter while at the site too so it's not just children's hands or children's like feet print in the the dirt or what have you it's also their laughter and playing and their voices and things like that I don't know man ghost children giggling is just it's too much. But the road is perfectly flat at the same time, too. So that it's not like there's, like, a downgrade to where it would, like, mm-hmm. just go by itself. It's flat. And if you're stuck on tracks, too, it's not like it's going to really give. Yeah. You got to kind of oomph it. I know that this happens in a few places. It's And this might be the episode of... Uh, there's an episode of uh, Ghost Adventures mm-hmm. where they do that, and they like try to test it. It was like a optical illusion where it actually does go down, but because it's like, like the road is mm-hmm. kind of bumpy, it looks like it goes up mm-hmm. or it stays yeah. level. But I think they measured it and it's level. It's mm-hmm. it's pretty level. Yeah. If it's the same spot. Yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty much it. But they tried, yeah. What? Hold on. I was reading. I'm sorry. Oh. (laughs) I'm sorry. I just. I was like, that's it. (laughs) Oh, 
I guess in 2018, the Union Pacific Railroad leveled the intersection. So it's no longer there anymore for people to... But people purposefully go to... went before that happened, went to that intersection and put their car in neutral just to test Mm -hmm. this theory and put baby powder on the back of their car or like whatever kind of powder they have on hand. And the little handprints get me. That's what gets me. Because even like as a, like a female, like my hands are pretty small. So even touching my trunk and like having the powder, like catch my hands from the trunk, like that's not as small as a child's hand. Like, so getting a child's handprint out of the powder. Yeah. Like, I just... No, thank you. But true or not, I hope after it was leveled or something, these children were set free and laid to rest. Yeah. Stop being fucking poked at by a bunch of weirdos Yeah. But like I said, it was really short and sweet and to the point. Do you imagine, like, if you're a ghost kid and you died in a horrific train track accident and then people are, like, purposefully parking there? Just for you to fucking... And your little ghost kids are like, oh, no! Yeah! You're, like, traumatizing ghost children. (laughs) No, exactly. But, no, and then, like, that's my thing, too. Like, these, these kids are, like fucking traumatized by this shit so it's like you you're purposefully putting your car on the tracks to have them push you to safety like because this is what they dealt with at that time and train coming or not like they're like oh fuck we gotta move this car like oh fuck that shit like that's kind of fucked up like I don't know, like, if they could, like, relive it and get hit again by a train if something were to happen like that, but don't do that. Like, that's not kind. Yeah. There might be trauma being relived even in purgatory or the afterlife or what what have you. Just don't do that. Yeah, seriously. But that was it. Like I said, short, sweet, and to the point. <laughs> Especially after my rant. That's alright. And like I said on the phone earlier, I fell asleep at like 8.30 last night, and I'm lucky I had these notes still in my fucking book from the other weeks ago. That's alright. I, like, I feel like we could get back on our... Get back in a groove. We've been off our groove for quite some time. It's been hectic this summer. It's been a weird year. It has been. It's just been weird. It has been. It really has been. So. That's alright, though. We'll get it figured out. Okay, but we made it to, like, 52 minutes. I know, look at that. That's because I talked forever. It's like my Titanic episode all over again. That's alright. Titanic all over People had to listen to me bitch and complain about Stranger Things (laughs) for once. Uh, It's just our our unofficial Stranger Things episode. (laughs) Um, anything for nerd talk mm. besides you finish your things and are upset about it um, I try to get back into 
I was going to say Hawkeye and Lava Girl, but that's not right. <laughs> that is not the crossover I ever want to see. Unless Lava Girl, I guess Lava Girl's like in her 30s now. No. <laughs> um, Falcon and Winter Soldier. I tried to get back into that one. Oh, okay. Um, but they've completely lost me with that. Just watch the last, like, two episodes. I'm on, like, the last, like, two fucking episodes. So, I don't know. Dude, this fucking wannabe fucking Captain America, though, whatever the fuck his real name um, is. John, John Ralph, or whatever the fuck his name is. John Ralph. That's the guy from Pocahontas 2. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) At this point, same difference. Like the guy at the doctor yesterday, his name is John Smith, and everyone was like, wait, what's your last name again? <laughs> like, he's lying. I guess, like, frickin' in the frickin'... Frickin' in the frickin'. The frickin' in the frickin'. Oh, what is that? I can't think. My brain. Like, witness protection or yeah. something. <laughs> like, he could've walked with him. My name's John Doe. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he's just... He's getting on my nerves, and I can't stand him, and... Yeah, but you just... Yeah. I know. And it's I know a, what happens in the end, and I just... Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn's son. He looks just like fucking Kurt Russell, bro. Like, of course it's their son. Doesn't make him any less shitty of a person in this fucking series. Is it Goldie Hawn? He's still married to Goldie Oh, Hawn. yeah. They've been married for like 30,000 years. They better stay married. I swear, if they ever divorce, my life is over. They're the only things keeping me Hold together. On, I'm looking it up. They have to be together. Oh. Are they? Oh, yes. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Wait. No. No. Take it back. Take it back. Hold on. Hold on. I found Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell's relationship timeline. Oh, oh okay. This is a, a Brides article from July 22nd, 2022. Okay. Uh, give me a second. Okay. Um, by the way, Ben Savage? Is that the one that played Corey? Or is it Fred Savage? The one that played Corey? Fred Savage, I think, played Corey. Okay, whichever one played Corey. I think Ben's the older brother. Whatever one played Corey okay. is running for city council down in LA. Oh, nice. Yeah. Maybe he can bail out Shooter McGavin <laughs> out of jail. Oh, God. While we were in Long Beach, the guy who plays Shooter McGavin in uh, Happy, Gilmore. Happy Gilmore got a DUI and we were we, we should have we should have just went to the fucking jail joking about bailing him out and just fucking try to bail his ass out uh okay hold on this is like a very detailed timeline uh oh that's adorable oh cute are they together or not it, that's I, all it seems I like about. it i'm about to ask fucking google I love that they're Mr. and Mrs. Claus in the Christmas Chronicles. Yes. So it says, as of December 9th, 2020, now together for 37 years and Aww. counting, Aww. Kurt and Goldie again revealed that they have no intention of getting married. You just got to want to be together. 
and I don't think there's any other way than I don't think there's any way other than do it what? to do it probably I don't know it's a typo okay it's okay so yes uh they are still together Perfect. however they don't want to get married which that's okay it's perfectly fine that is fine y'all both make a lot of money it's probably safer not to <laughs> I'm okay with this. don't jinx it stay together for the kids um your son's still an asshole in that fucking whole series though yeah so i can't stand him i started watching i tried to watch peaky blinders you gotta get past like the first couple episodes of the first season is that what it is it gets hella good okay after the first couple of i fucking binge that shit Okay. Into like the fifth season. Because I fucking love the actor. Killian Murphy. Yes. Mm-hmm. I love him. Uh, Tom Hardy's in it too. And I love him. But. He's adorable. It's the first two episodes that yeah. I'm just like. You gotta. I just stared like. You gotta. You gotta get past it. That's it. Uh, and then it's hella good. Oh and then I'm like catching up on all my master chefs. Oh nice. Because I love me some Gordon Ramsay. For those who do not know, I love Gordon Ramsay. I started reading. Okay, bear with me. I'm reading two books at once because I'm a crazy person. But I started reading reading a physical book, which is Interview with a Vampire. Okay. And then when I can't read my physical book due to low lighting or what have you, mm-hmm. I read my digital book, which I read. I'm starting to read the second book in the Three Body Problem series. Mm. Which is about like the aliens. Gotcha. So it just kind of depends on the uh, yeah. s- depends on where I'm at. And then I started literally right before we recorded today. I started finally wa- or finally. It's only been out for like two days. Uh, I started watching the House of Dragon, the what Game of Thrones that? spinoff. Oh, that's what that is. Okay. Yeah, it's like a prequel basically to Game of Thrones. Gotcha. Okay. Um, and a hell of people are saying it's really good. Like, mm-hmm. all the people that were, like, pissed off at the Game of Thrones ending are like, God damn it, I'm back into it. Yeah. So. I've never seen Game and of it Thrones. it has, um. What the or hell? I didn't get past the first, like, two episodes because of how many people died in the first two episodes. <laughs> she texts, she was, like, live texting me and she goes, no, you made it pretty far. I made it through, like, the first, goes, I didn't God finish it, the first died. season, but I goes, made it to, like. it, Khal Drogo died. She's like, what the fuck am I watching? I think so that's you, where I made it, and that was it. You made it pretty far. But I couldn't get past that, because I'm like, how many more fucking people are gonna die in the first season? Fucking. Everyone? Everyone. Keep going. Everyone. Wait to get to, like, season three and four. No, I'm okay, because I couldn't <laughs> make it past that. Uh, it's so good, though. Uh, except the end. I mean, the end was rushed. Yeah. Justin, would when I would complain about it back when it came out, he's like, what are you, a Hollywood writer? I'm like, maybe I should be. Alright, maybe I missed my fucking calling. You know, I feel like I maybe missed I'm my Maybe I'm gonna calling. start writing shit, so. Should have been the Stranger Things writer. I should just <laughs> write. I should just give them my ideas. This is what I think you should do. But, uh. But, yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Started watching that. Like, literally, I'm on the first episode. Mm-hmm. So. And then I finished The Offer, which has Miles Teller in it. Okay. Amongst a bunch of other people. And it's about the making of The Godfather. Okay. It was good. Okay. If you're into The Godfather, 
in kind of history. Yeah. It it's not it's a little action packed because it's dealing with mob yeah stuff of course but because it's like a historical kind of telling yeah it's a little slow yeah moving but, but it's like. You get a really good sense of how much shit had to go into getting the, that movie to be made. And it's literally renowned yeah. as one of the best movies ever made. So. Oh, yeah. And it's so... The guy that plays um, the baker guy from uh, Fantastic Beasts. Yeah. He plays uh, Francis Ford Coppola. Oh, okay. In the movie, the director. Mm-hmm. And I just love that guy. Dan Fogler. He's so cute. I just love him. So he does a good job. Miles Teller does a good job. Mm-hmm. And yeah, basically watched it for Miles Teller. Okay. Well, thank you for listening. Thanks for keeping up with us. Uh, you can like us on Facebook, but I don't Facebook for us anymore. Too much work to keep up with. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at Pod. You can DM us. You can uh, email us at thecreependpodcast at gmail.com and you can send us your personal stories and we would love to share them on your behalf. Um, We... You can give us starred reviews on spotify i know we take a lot of breaks but you know you still give your girls some good re- good reviews please and uh yeah i guess that's it for the spiel i feel like i'm missing something because i haven't done it in a minute but yeah all right well thanks for listening have a good week and uh, hopefully we see you next week bye